0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode zero of what will be the Working Class Heroes podcast, a narrative journalism podcast that will be exploring the lives of working class New Yorkers. My name is Lupita Romero, and I'm one of your co-hosts. And I'm sitting here today in Brooklyn with one of your other co-hosts, Julian Guerrero. Hey, everybody. And Leah Ramirez. Thank you so much for having me here today. So Leah Ramirez is a close friend of mine, a Chicana that I met from Texas, who is now based in New York. Uh, She is a member of the International Socialist Organization and a paralegal in her daytime job and she's just an all-around amazing supporter of this project. So we thought that to get us started we'd have her ask us a couple of questions so that everybody listening to this knows what you can expect in future episodes and what this podcast will be talking about.
1: When I first heard about the Working Class Hero podcast, I was really excited because I I really think that working class heroes, their narratives and stories, they're not commonly seen in um, everyday media. So I'm here with Lupita and Julian. Is there anyone else who's been um, behind um, working class heroes?
2: Yeah, we actually have two other collaborators that unfortunately couldn't be here with us. Their names are Brianda Guzman and Carlos Perez, and the four of us together actually make up this collective that we gave ourselves a name for, called the Muckrakers Union.
0: And the Muckrakers Union, for everybody that has never heard of a word like that, Muckrakers Journalist, uh, which was a group of radical progressive journalists who really set out to um, do investigative journalism that really sort of exposed the corruption and bad politics of the time. And so it was called Muckraking from the idea of Kind of digging through the muck that usually fills up our mainstream media and that hides some of the underlying issues and corruption that that you know probably drive a lot of the issues that we see even today. And so, um, the Muckrakers Union is a collective of creatives that includes us and that really sort of sets out to for us to use our creative skills to expose current day corruption and bad politics while highlighting, you know, the contributions and lives of, of working class people who we think are, you know, the real contributors in this world and the reason why the world runs the way that it
1: does. So what is a working class hero?
0: So I think that a working class hero for us is, especially in the age of Trump, you know, someone who like a working class hero can be, you know, the pilot who refuses to fly a plane full of um, deportees, immigrants who've been deported by the Trump administration, because we live we're living through an immigration crisis, right? As as people call it, for us a working class hero is a working person that goes above and beyond their everyday sort of toil in order to to make a difference, whether it be in their own lives or in the lives of others or you know society as a whole. And I think that especially right now, working class heroes are the ones working class people are the ones who we're seeing step up and challenge um, the status quo and challenge the practices of politicians and corporations to the benefit of, of everybody else. And, and in many ways, it's working people who've been inspiring the movements that we see today for
1: the better. What did y'all decide to focus on the working class?
2: Um, the working class is the overwhelming majority of. Society. You know, the working class is, I think, where the future is, where the debates and the struggles and the movements that we see in the last 10, 15 years, if not more, obviously, um, they're the ones who really make up those movements. And they're the ones really trying to, you know, speak truth to power. So we figure that the working class would have all the stories, all the struggles, all the fights that we're seeing. Um, you know, those are happening there, not really anywhere else. It's it's those people who are really making those movements right now.
0: Yeah, I think we also live in a world where all around people are much more cognizant of the fact that 1% of the population that doesn't have to show up to work at 9 a.m. every day own up to 80% of our wealth. While the rest of us who are working either 9 to 5 or 2 jobs or 3 jobs... Um, are actually living day-to-day struggling paycheck to paycheck to provide even the basic necessities and I think that we're living in a society that increasingly understands that and is conscious of that and thinks that is wrong for one percent of the population to control so much of our lives we are the majority we are the ones that make the world go round and we because of that should be the ones controlling our own livelihoods and well-being as, as a population, as a nation, as a planet. And so we definitely want to, in this podcast, highlight the many ways in which we think working people can regain control. And every time the police kicks in a door, an angel gas breaks, dips in the O. And even if a D-boy flips in my O, it ain't enough to buy shit anymore. Sleep in the doorway, piss on the floor. Look in the sky, wait for missiles to show, it's finna blow, cause they got the TV, we got the truth, they own the judges, and we got the proof. We got hella people, they got helicopters, they got the bombs, and we got the we got the We got the guillotine. We got the guillotine, you better run. We got the guillotine. We got the
1: guillotine, you better run. We got the guillotine.
2: We got the guillotine, you better I think the other thing that's also interesting about the working class is that it includes every background, every nationality, every gender, every sexual preference, every religion, it incorporates the full breadth of humanity. I think because it brings all those things together, the working class I think has the potential for actually overcoming all those all those things that usually keep us separate. I think the working class is both the vehicle for something different and also the site of which that new, different thing will, will arise.
1: Was the podcast gonna focus specifically on New York City? Cause I know in my own work, I'm a paralegal dealing with housing issues. the vast majority of New York City is working class, and right now it's been very difficult for people to afford, like Lupita was saying, just um, to, to get by day by day, especially with the high rising cost of housing.
2: Um, we have a very small budget. You know, everybody here basically also works a, a full-time job or is not making any sort of money off of this um so really um yeah we're sort of limited to New York City for now I mean obviously if this project grows we'd like to cover and tell every story of working people uh, um, across this country across the planet if possible but that's a long way from where we're at now so I think we're starting small and local because our resources are somewhat limited and our skills are limited to this this locality I guess you could say
1: how did the idea for this podcast come to be
2: Lupita actually came up with the idea, and in the beginning it was something kind of different from what it is now. It's gone through a little bit of its, uh, an evolution. In the beginning it, it sort of sounded a little bit more, in, and you know, Lupita, correct me if I'm wrong here, if I'm mischaracterizing, um, but it, it sounded a little bit more like Humans of New York, but for working class people, sort of like human feature interest stories about working class people's struggles it's gone through some changes uh we realized that we wanted to actually influence like we said public discourse around this issue the debates that are happening and and whether or not certain legislation should be passed or how people are trying to organize so you know this is why we're sort of like it's narrative which is a storytelling part but investigative which is the attempt to contextualize that story um and place it in the context of you know working class people's lives in current day you know capitalist america
0: yeah and you know I'm, I'm sure that in your own work as a paralegal right when you have a case in front of you of of somebody who can't make their rent you know all you really know about them through their court case is their occupation and the fact that they can't make their rent but if you look at that person and what industry their occupation lies in and where they're from and what their education is like and what their life experience has um made their life to be you know you come to realize that seldom do people you know fail to pay their rent because they're lazy and don't want to and you know want to smooch off of the resources of the country or whatever it's more likely the case that the industry that this person works in is going through a major shift, a major change, a major issue that has led them to earn less every single day. When we hear about working people in the media, it's either through a victimizing lens or a blaming lens, right? It's either it's either this person has no control over the changes in their lives and is a victim of those circumstances, or this person alone, despite all of the opportunities, failed as an individual to meet their responsibilities. And I think that more often than not, the story is a lot more complicated than that. I know myself that the times that my parents have struggled has really been because of Circumstances beyond their control that had more to do with the economy or you know the po- the politics of a certain industry or the politics of the country than you know whether or not my mom or dad as people um you know made the right decision at any given moment and I think similarly for every person that's in housing court every person that's waiting online for food stamps waiting in line for um, state resources. Um, you know if you ask them the story that you'll hear is is one that's far more complicated than what a headline allows most of the time you know the initial idea and one that has remained I think is is just the desire to document what's happening to working people in New York right now you know we it's been a little over 10 years since the Great Recession started and you know it's a great recession that, everybody sort of knows started in Wall Street, New York City, and then sort of spread throughout the country and then the world. Um, And so I think since then, you know, we hear a lot about what's happened around the world regionally with the economy because of that. Uh, But in New York City itself, the effects of the Great Recession have greatly changed. You know what new york city looks like what new york city feels like and what new yorkers themselves um are going through and who new yorkers themselves are you know i think that since the recession we live in a new in a city that is increasingly expensive um, where people are increasingly destitute in terms of receiving any sort of help to make it day to day Uh, we've seen a rapid gentrification We've seen the, you know, the growth of new gig economies and something that's been paralleled in in other major cities. And so I think that originally our idea was to sort of have a project through which we could document the objective changes in New York City, as well as the way that working class people are dealing with them and sort of getting through them and, um, and in posterity, what we hope this podcast becomes is really sort of an archive of, of the people that are here today and that sort of kept New York City going even through the housing crisis and opioid crisis and economic crisis that we're still living through. What are y'all currently working on?
2: Working for this podcast or not working on stories for this podcast is kind of Time-consuming and intensive. It takes a long time to be able to put together the reporting, the access, find the working people who are willing to talk about this issue and share it with the world, um, and then try to put that all together into a narrative, um, while also doing a whole bunch of research to demonstrate and explain to the listener like why this is happening. Um, so we've been spending the last like three or four months on what. We've been seeing here in New York City around the New York City taxi industry. For those who don't know uh, or who may not have heard, Uber came in in 2011 and has shaken up the taxi world and the taxi industry. And they've added a lot of people, a lot of new drivers to an industry that really didn't have the capacity to absorb all those new drivers. And it's caused a whole bunch of chaos and turmoil and ultimately affecting many of the drivers Um, wages and and working conditions and as a result of that um, you know we're talking about a job that's really hard and after uber came in it made it almost impossible for quite a number of taxi drivers there's been at least one driver every month committing suicide and tying their suicide directly to their working conditions their income their economy you know what they've been dealing with as a result of some of these dramatic changes so That's what we've been working on the last four months and um, hopefully it'll be the first episode and may even be the first couple episodes actually because there's really just a lot to say there.
1: How did you go about getting those interviews?
2: Because of these changes in the city, there's been a lot of discussion and debate. Um, Every time a driver has committed suicide, it's brought a lot of attention to this situation Um, and the media has been covering that. Uh, very very well because you know it's a suicide it's public it's tied to what's happening here in the city so it's news right but the media doesn't go further than that most often and we want to we want to go further because this crisis is underway it's very public there are drivers who are trying to do something about that there's organizations that represent some of these drivers who are also out there trying to put forward proposals organize press conferences vigils for the family members who had to have you know who had to go through the experience of one of their one of their families committing suicide because of what's been happening in the taxi industry so it hasn't been hard for carlos and i to go and approach one of these you know press conferences talk to these drivers or talk to their organizations and be able to to get that insight right um the other thing is that my father is actually a low cab driver and so i've always had an inside look into this industry to some extent. It's been, you know, an ongoing source of uh, research interest and and study.
1: Pita, you had mentioned um, the muckrakers union. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like what is the relationship um, to the working class heroes podcast?
0: Yeah, so, you know, if this was a chicken egg question, I'd say that the podcast came first and we had this idea about this podcast and what we wanted to do with it and i sort of got really excited uh, mostly because i think none of us have any experience in the podcasting world and it sort of just became what we thought was the best platform to do this project through we wanted you know to be able to tell these stories in a more dynamic way than sort of your traditional newspaper or written you know magazine article and so we figured that, what best way to do that than to give the platform to working class people themselves by including their voices, their their narratives, and you know using their audio. Um, and as we continue to develop that, we realize that. You know, this project really is the product of, I think, a passion that we realized that the four of us, you know, Brianda, Carlos, Julian and myself, um, what we were really excited about was using our creative skills, learning new creative skills in order to sort of champion are you know, working class people who make up our families, make up our neighbors, our communities. You know, the comrades that we organize with and and to head out to marches with, and and sort of we realized that we wanted to um, get together as a collective of creatives that were using our skills for projects like these ones. And so we created the Muckrakers Union um, in order to create an institution.
2: The Muckrakers Union is a part of the project that we have you know the working class heroes is a podcast that we want to release but it's not the only thing that we're producing we are also taking pictures our members are writing articles around this stuff um, and we want to put that out as well as like a multimedia project but the muckraker's union is different in the sense that we want to try to actually build this style of investigative uh, or narrative reporting. For us, the Muckrakers Union is the ability for us to sort of bring in and build that thing, that, that new way of understanding or reporting on these issues. That's sort of long-term goal here, and we wanted to establish it and be able to be the first project that we put out as the Muckrakers Union, um, that Working Class Heroes be that project, that first project. Um, but we wanted to be something much bigger than that and be a home for those people who are dedicated to to that style of deep investigative reporting uh, that's committed to truth, um, justice, but also solidarity um, with working people.
1: Great. So if someone's really excited about what they're hearing, is there a way that they can collaborate with the Muckrakers Union or the podcast even?
0: You know, I think there's different ways to collaborate with us. I think that if you have heard, you know, if you hear podcast and become really excited and know that this is sort of the work that you would want to learn to do or are already doing or want to be a part of you know we definitely encourage everybody to get in touch with the muck union and uh, if you go to our website which is working class heroes you can uh, see a page specifically for the muck union so if you're really excited and want to collaborate you can go to our website uh, which is working class heroes and uh, just hit us up let us know you know, what your skills are or what skills you would like to learn to collaborate with us. And uh, we're, we're definitely looking to recruit and to find people with other skills. And in terms of collaborating with the podcast, if you have a story that you would like to tell or a story that you think we should be looking into, you can definitely leave us a message, subscribe to our podcast and just pitch your story, whether that's, Us going out there and and finding that story upon people's suggestion. You know, that's one thing. If it's, you know, you coming over and and guiding us in that process, that's definitely something that we welcome. But yeah, I encourage everybody to, if you have a good story or think that there's a good story out there that we should be following, to just hit us up and let us know what that is.
1: Aren't there like a zillion podcasts out there? Like what makes this podcast so different? It's got me in
0: it.
2: (laughs) So there's that. It has (laughs) us. We have some pretty... uh, you know dedicated people who've been doing this work um and by this work i mean like social movement stuff um writing uh activism organizing in these communities i think what makes this podcast different though is you know a lot of podcasts out there are people sort of just talking some of them do them well some of them not but there's a zillion of those like you were saying and we wanted to try something a little different but do so with you know, the politics that that we have of, of socialist politics and the sort of um, investigative method that we bring with us.
0: You know, one of the other things that just makes this different is that most podcasts that you see out there talking about the economy or uh, working industries or, you know, working class conditions are usually far more news driven and single issue driven and usually talk about working class people as either you know, the victims of, of such circumstances or, you know, sort of not at all participants in in those um, situations. And what we're trying to do is put out the perspective of working class people themselves and how it is that most of the movements in history have really been started by working class individuals who stand up to injustices and A lot of the times it's not because they set out to do that as much as it's because it's not doing so threatens their livelihood. And so I think that, you know, even today in in the world of Trump or, you know, in the Trump era, we're seeing working class people, ordinary people be the ones that are standing up to the injustices that we're seeing today. You know, whether it's uh, airplane pilots refusing to fly Uh, deported immigrants back to their countries or, you know, um, White House correspondents or White House staff resigning over the policies that they're being made to enact. Um, We're seeing more often than not that it's working people and not the politicians we expect to sort of stand up to these injustices. And I think that that's the way in which Working class people who are not necessarily political become political and who are not necessarily heroes become heroes by pushing back and by
1: resisting and by inspiring others. What should we expect after this episode zero?
2: Well, so we're trying to release this episode zero um, like July 4th, July 5th, around that. So people should be able to hear this from that point on. And then the first episode, uh, we plan to have somewhere like mid-July. But again, it all really depends on our process. And hopefully, we'll have it to the listeners. But if you haven't already, subscribe. Uh, And the first episode, like we were talking about before, should be out soon.
1: Okay, great. So where should we subscribe to, Julian?
2: Um, So you can go, again, to workingclassheroespodcast.com. Um, And we hope to have everything in order on iTunes, SoundCloud, and whatnot. But all the information will be on the website and people can subscribe directly there. If you look us up on the iTunes podcast thingy app, uh, we should be there. Please let us know if we're not.
1: Well, thank you for taking the time to um, sit with me and answer these questions. I'm really looking forward to the first episode dropping.
2: No, thank you, Leah, for being here with us and and interviewing us.
1: Do we have hashtags? Hashtag Working Class Heroes? Yes.
0: So we will also be on social media. You can look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And uh, our hashtag right now is in the works, but you can definitely expect Working Class Heroes to be one of them.
1: Great. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. And to all of you out there, I hope that you subscribe
1: end, turn, now.
0: You can hear the sound of limitations exploding. Please, sir, may we have another portion? with are children of the beast that dodge the abortion. Neck play firm, between the floor in the portion. we shut your sh- shit down, don't call it extortion. Caution, we're coming for your head. So call the feds and get files and shred. Every textbook red said bring you the bread. But guess what? We got you instead.
1: We got the guillotine. We got the gu-